What's going on, guys? Uh, got another episode of Scotch and Dumplings. Today, I have the host of the Mostly Sorry podcast, the drummer for Kill Tony, and the drummer for the Baby Boys, Joel Berg, Joel Jimenez. Yeah. Hell yeah. What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening. Well, I forgot to call- ask you, where are you calling from? Thousand Oaks. California. Damn. Oh, so, you're like fucking, yeah. yeah, nearby. That's crazy. I-, I thought maybe you were like in some sort of asian country based on the based on your background what you made know? you think that <laughs> yeah so I, I don't know you know some people i don't know people are getting the fuck out of america they might you might have moved to you know japan or china or taiwan or any of those live from great, the rice paddy that's right damn that sounds fun actually damn. <laughs> not to get off topic but i really want to go to vietnam at some point it's it looks like it's fucking it does look like a lot of fun yeah hell yeah <laughs> Um, okay. So the first question, um, I wanted to get into the whole podcast thing. Um, cause obviously this is the first season of mine. Um, what kind of like made you want to like start your own and like, how did you get that ball rolling? I think, I think initially the initial thing that really made me want to do it was I used to like, when you hang out with friends or whatever, and you're drinking or like whatever, and you start talking, um, sometimes it's so much fun you don't want it to end and i was like how can i usually my birthday is really the only time i can like force people to like stay longer than they want to so (laughs) i was like the initial idea was like man i would love to just like keep my friends hostage for like an hour and make them or whatever you know make them like listen to me so the, the want for like a good conversation with like my buddies who like you know when the world goes to shit and and you're depressed and stuff it's like that that stuff is those are the moments that we really love and that get us out of our mind and stuff. So I just wanted an excuse to do that. And then, um, and then on the other bullshit side of it, like the business side of it, which matters, but it's like, um, it was a way for me to, to try and like put myself out there, like as, as my own sort of person and have people see my personality. Um, cause they know me from all kinds of different things, but, um, yeah, I guess that doesn't really fall into the business. The hope is eventually, to grow it enough where it does become some sort of thing like that. I would love to pay my bills and with that and be able to just do art and make, make stuff, you know, for fun. But um, that, that that's more the motivation than like, I want fame or I want money was like to sit down and like talk to people about every time I'm on a show, like I want to, I have all these questions that I want to ask, but it's not my show. So I can't. So I was like, I'll just start my own and then I can do whatever I want. Basically yeah, that's it to do what I want to do whatever I want. Exactly. As, and you know, when you first started it, you were doing it out of your house. Yeah, I'm still there. I mean, I'm still, yeah, it, it's, it's moved around a bunch. I mean, when I first started it, I was doing it out of my girlfriend's like living room and then, cause no one was there during the day. So whatever. And then, um, as like, this whole thing fucking happened. I ended up doing it at my place. So um, there's that. And then eventually Deary got us the okay to do it at the improv. So now we can have guests and be safe and sort of say, keep our distance and stuff. That's what I was going to ask. Cause I saw, I just watched the one with you and Jesse and you guys were talking about that. It was at the improv and yeah. Is it cool to just like have like, is it weird to have like a venue with like no people and just kind of doing your own thing there? Um, no, I mean, well, for a podcast, it feels just like any other venue because like, whatever, if you're going to shoot a movie and you go to like a, or like a scene and you go to like some soundstage or something, it's usually 
on low budget shit, it's like that's me true. and whoever's shooting. So yeah. that feels normal. Kill Tony feels different because that's that was a live show. So that that's different. Um, but no, I like it, dude. It's fucking awesome. That club is great. And uh, now, you know, I did a bunch of like solo episodes. So now it's cool because I get to finally like actually live the initial idea of the show. And um, people seem to be really like receptive of the new ones. So, and I have Jeremiah on today, like in an hour. It'll be. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, I saw. No, I saw that like. I think it's a good idea that like you like establish your brand because that's like what the whole reason you're doing this podcast right it was like establish your own brand and like now that that's established now you can have like these really cool guests on and like kind yeah of go from there yeah it's so funny I'm I, I know what you mean I hate the I hate the word like brand it's such a like buzzword yeah. <laughs> like but I, but yeah I wanted to establish like my my voice like my personal voice I guess but um yeah everything's a brand now dude yeah i saw yeah. it is, <laughs> um so let's talk about music um because yeah. i've been in the music, music industry for a couple of years now and i make cool. like house music and stuff and i got my first song coming out on a label in january um nice. how did you well i guess we could do like music and comedy how did sure. which one did you do first music for sure but i but but you know one could argue that i've been doing both my entire life i just didn't know right. i mean i i dropped out of high school before i could get into like the drama program or i, I had no idea I, I thought i thought comedy was impossible like i i would because i would i loved like the greats and so i thought like you had to be special like to do it i, I was like i could never do that and so um i just i was lucky enough to be surrounded by a bunch of musicians in in middle school and high school started playing in bands so that that was supposed to be my like career path you know it was like that was the trajectory was to be like either a drummer or a singer in a punk band and i did both quite a bit and um yeah. And then later on in my life, I got into theater. I met a guy who worked backstage on a, on a play I was doing. He worked at a place called Casa 101 in Boyle Heights. And uh, he told me that they were doing these improv classes that were donation based or free. Uh, basically, the teacher had gone to Second City, to Groundlings, to UCB and had saved all his notes and was teaching like a free class in the neighborhood for, for people who wanted to do improv. And so through that, I realized that things I said actually made people laugh. And I was like, maybe this is possible. Started listening to podcasts about comedy, started writing for like three months. And then I went to my first open mic and was and did like, OK, and was able to just and then I just like jumped on the horse and fucking went for it. I didn't want to play music like ever again, to be honest. Really? And, okay. Yeah, I was I was like disillusioned by the by being in a band because, you know, you got five people, you gotta you gotta wrangle these cats. It's like, I I joke about it. I say that I was always like the most dedicated member of every band that I was in, but like the band would probably you know say probably not. <laughs> They'd be yeah. like, "What are you talking about? You didn't fuck whatever." But um, so what I liked about stand up too was like you could just show up by yourself and like do a mic, you know, I, I like you don't have to wait for your, you, you don't like go on in 10 minutes and your bass player is 30 minutes away and you're fucking sweating, like, you know, whatever. But yeah. I mean, I, I kind of like always like, I guess to give a little background, like I had a vacation house in San Diego and I grew up around like this band called Pierce the Veil. And like okay, for the yeah, longest I time I wanted to like be in a band and like, but I, I had no musical, like, I had the typical like Asian dad like made me play fucking piano when I was a kid and like I was just so turned off to it because I was like forced to do it 
Dude, that's everybody's piano story. Like everyone I know that learned (laughs) piano as a kid, they never enjoyed it. It was like so stressful. And, you know, I've watched it with friends of mine. I think if I'd approached it like on my own, I would have been like, like, okay, now I'm not being forced to do this. Are you happy now that you know it at least? Yeah. Yeah, Piano is such a crazy, I'm just like learning. I mean, I have like a little mini one, but it's like beyond me, dude. I wish I would have put more time into it though. But like, you know, I, I always wanted to be in a band and like, it's a lot to like try and get somebody else to like do one thing and then somebody else to do the other thing. And like, for sure, I feel like as like a, I feel like a DJ is such like a look down upon thing to be, but like, it, it's depends. Just, it depends on all my, like I'm on my own, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. all like self-reliance. Like I'm responsible for showing up to gigs. I'm responsible for putting in 40 hours a week into making music and like, yeah. I, I like that better because I don't have to rely on anybody else, I guess. Yeah, you know what's crazy about that is like if you're if you're truly pursuing this alone thing, it's like when it's bad, it's fucking all your fault. And but then but then the best part is like when it's good and it's all your fault. You get to like you get to like take, take that credit. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. No, I love I mean I'm I love a lot of like hip hop music. I definitely respect like the term DJ. I know that now it's like become such a you know, Bill Burr had a joke one time. He's saying like, you're a record player player. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it's now, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. And I don't know a lot about like house music. It's probably one of the things I know the least about. I know that um, like Chicago, I mean, you know, there's different sorts of house. Like I know like Chicago house music was like, is very different from like, we know as like house music now, you, you know, but, like that's um, where it all started. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, um, it's one of those things where like it all, to me, to the uneducated person, it all sounds this, like similar, but I thought the same thing about like my dad's music growing up, like all the Mexican stuff or like uh, reggae music, like a lot of people think that sounds the same, but it once you like get into like the details, you know that it's this whole other thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, punk sounds the same to a lot of people, you know? Um, so how, how long have you been in the Baby Boys? Damn, that's a great question. I wish I could look this up. Let's see. Um, I want to see. Hold on, on YouTube, I have a thing of our first show. Let me see. Uh, Baby Boys. Honestly, I have no idea. Uh, I started comedy in 2011, and I probably met Pat in like 2012. Um, so I want to say like 2013. I really want to like look this up. Sorry, I should know these fucking things. No, no, it's all good. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll keep looking. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a, a while now. So what? What are we? Twenty twenty. I would say at least like six, seven years. five. Yeah, five six years, something like that. Yeah. Okay. And, and me and Pat long- are really the only like original like members that have been there since the beginning. Beginning. Oh wow. Um, how long have you been with Killed Tony? Like five years, also. I want to say yeah, about four and a half, five. So I, so I was already playing with Pat maybe like a year or two before that, like a year and a half before uh kill tony so that's just how it all happened it's like a for lack of a better word like a incestuous sort of mishmash of friends and people you know i was gonna ask like how how did that like come about how did you land that uh the kill tony thing yeah 
So I used to just see Pat at open mics all the time. And I, th- at this time, I was like, totally didn't want to play music anymore. But uh, I would see him and he, he did guitar comedy, you know, but like he was one of the guys that was like really good. I, even guitar comedy has the same connotation as like DJ or whatever, you know, the same people go like, oh, he's a guitar comic, whatever. But Pat was like on this other level and like, you know, um, I remember people would come inside to watch him at open mics and stuff. And uh, I would see his music and I was, I went up to him one time. I was like, Hey man, I, I like hear drums to your music. If you ever want to record or if you ever need a drummer, like hit me up. I gave him my number. And then I think it was like a year to the day, like an entire year passed. And then I get a call like on a Sunday morning or something. And he's like, Hey, it's Pat. I want to, um, and I would see him at mics all the time, but we'd just talk comedy. Um, He's like, we're, we're, we have a rehearsal time at like, noon or one do you want to come down and like jam with us and i was like fuck yeah i live like they they picked a studio that was like right near my house so um i went over there and i jammed i not knowing it was kind of like an audition like whatever and uh at the end of the thing they like asked me to to join the band and i was like hell yeah and then um i think we i can't remember if we recorded or if we played shows first i think we played shows first and then we started recording um and pat was sort of already in the world like people knew him so we got this um college humor he did last comic standing pat okay he played a song called mama that was like kind of got a little bit of stuff from them no 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 the facebook song yeah facebook stocking so we got a music video for the facebook stocking thing and then um and then we did a a comedy central video on on mother's day for mama and uh yeah, and then we shot a couple like independent things after that, but um, yeah. So if you could oh, open, oh, go ahead. Were you asking me about Kill Tony? That's what you asked. So yeah, 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 started, yeah. Sorry, so I started playing with Pat, and then one night, uh, this is how I remember it. It could be completely different from other people. It's all been I've told it a million times. I may be changing things, but I'm. But this is how I remember this happening. Um, there's a show called Roast Battle at the Comedy Store. Pat was doing like development spots there and uh, he was playing songs before the Roast Battles. One night he goes up and like everyone's there. Like I think like, Rogan's there, Brian, Tony and other people. And uh, he kills like he fucking has this set. That's everyone's dying laughing. I mean, Rogan and Brian talked about it like that week on the show. Um, somehow he gets a CD to Tony. Tony listens to it and calls Pat or somehow sees him and tells him he has a show called Kill Tony. He wants to know if he wants to be the band leader. Pat gets to the show. Pat starts telling me, yo, you got to come to the comedy store. You got to hang out. I didn't have a driver's license at the time. So like he would pick me up and I would roll with him. I would throw my name in the bucket and just kind of hang out and drink beers while the show was happening. Um, I got on once or twice before I was even a part of the show. And then another time when I was the drummer and I moved from the drum set to go do comedy and then, um, and that's it. Once I got there, I tell people like I absolutely loved it. And I was like, dude, I'm never leaving. I, I like made it a thing where I was ready to do whatever it took to to be in in that room every Monday. And so I just sort of, you know, um, after my first set that I did on it, comedy wise, I talked to Tony outside and he was like, hey, every time you're here, if you see me, I want you to say hi. And so I did that. I made sure I did it every single time. And I was there for some other things. I played drums for some other friends in the belly and I saw him and he's like, what's up? And just got to know him. And that was it. That was, that was it. I, I fucking threw my, I tell people I like put my claws in it, dude. I, I, I didn't want to leave. 
I mean, that's kind of got it like what you have to do. And I, for uh, sure. one with Jesse, I mean, you were telling, you're saying like, if you walk around, like, you know what you're doing, like no one's ever going to question that. And honestly, yeah. I, I've experienced that too. And for and, sure. So it's, it's a real thing, but um, I guess like, so do you have any tips for like aspiring musicians or comics or I guess anybody like pursuing any like creative outlet, even like a podcast or something? Damn, I mean, that's pretty broad. I think um, I would say I'd say like find what find what it is. Okay, go ahead. Maybe it'll clarify my answer. What are you gonna say? Is there anything that you wish you knew going into music, comedy, or like starting a podcast? Oh man, um, I know these are like super layered questions. No, no, no. <laughs> they're they're good, man. I just want to like I want to give the 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 answer that you deserve for this. Um, I. So two things. So first thing, what I, the advice I would give is like, and everybody knows this, it's like, and also when people say work hard, work hard, you hear that all the time, but it doesn't make any sense. It's like, okay, of course I work. Like, what does that mean? Like, do I, cause in comedy, it's weird. Like working might even just mean like going to the comedy store on a Monday and being friendly to hanging out, you know, like it's, it's such an esoteric fucking thing. Like, I mean, if it's stand up. I mean, whatever it is, I'll, I'll make that broad statement and say, like, work really hard. Um, what sometimes you don't realize is that it doesn't feel like work, dude. Like, the first three years of Kill Tony, they, it was fucking hard. I mean, I, we were, I was stressing all the time trying to get costumes, trying to, you know, with money I didn't really have at the time, trying to make a, a thing happen with not much. And, um, and all the years just go by, go by. And now that I sit here and I look back and I'm like, damn, I, I worked really fucking hard for that. But like when I was in it, it didn't, it, it was hard, but it didn't, the word work didn't click in my head. Like it, sometimes, I don't know, when you find something you really want, it's hard, but it's just, it's different. Um, it doesn't feel like work. It, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like stress. Like when you're in it, like it's, that's, that's like a, that's, that's probably the most, the best way to put it. It feels like panic attacks. It feels like stress. It feels like um, uh, not having enough time. And then later on you go, Oh, that's, that's what the work was, was like extending your, like, ex like spreading yourself almost too thin, but doing enough things to cover your, your, your ass, you know? Um, the good thing now about podcasts is like there isn't anything really that I wish I had known because I kind of you hear it all the time now. You we have all these people talking about podcasts all the time. Um, one thing I've learned just being in it is consistency. Is consistency is what I've heard is the real secret to success. Is like people want something that they can trust that's going to be there every week and this and that. And I struggle with that now myself with my own thing, but. Um, Something I wish I knew. I mean, something I wish other people would know is like, be nice to people just because uh, you, just because you fucking, you're, a, I don't know, be nice. Stop trying to network. I'm, I'm so sick of like the term networking or like that thing. Like you can tell, dude, these, some of these people, man, you talk to them and it's like, they, you know, they're just talking to you because they like want something from you. Not because, yeah. you know, and then I meet people who are like, maybe, um, I don't know. They're not doing as many things as they can, but they're super sweet. And I'll sit and I'll always like chat, you know, at the store, like I'll go to, I'll go table to table and fucking talk to everybody. And 
just because I'm interested in people and I want to know. And like, you know, when, when all this shit falls away, dude, if, if industry, if comedy, if everything falls to shit, like I would hope in the future to fucking have a couch to sleep on or something. It's like, it's like be, just be, try to try to fucking check yourself and be kind is something that I don't think people talk enough about. And um, yeah, I don't know, but I'm also just fucking yelling at this point. No, but I mean like a lot of that toxicity, like, you can see right through that and like honestly again like if everything fell through and fell to shit like all you guys really have at the end of like the day is like your personality and like how you are as a person and i think that's super important like being kind to everybody you possibly can and like even if you don't get anything out of it like you shouldn't expect anything out of it like it should just be because you want to be a good person yeah and it's and that's a weird one too because um because just honestly our our goal is to end up somewhere where we're financially um able to like do what we love so it's a weird mix of like but I, but I don't ever want success on the back of somebody else like on, on their neck I'm not gonna stand on someone's neck to like make it like right. you know there were times in my life where maybe I like I was willing to do whatever it took to do it but but I don't want to sell my soul for fucking rock. I don't want to sell my soul for rock and roll. You know, I want to, I just want to fucking, I want to give my soul, you know, I want to give it away, but I don't want to sell it for, for success, man. I, I won't, I don't want to fuck anybody over to make it because yeah. that shit's not real, man. That's, that's like false success. Then you make it and you got, you can't sleep at night because of the shit that you did. And I, I'm not saying I've never like taken advantage of like an opportunity or tried to like get sneak my way into things. But, uh, but I hope I hope that for the most part, I'm doing it in like an honorable way. But you're not really so stepping that, on anybody's toes that way. Like you, I mean, you have to capitalize on opportunities because you don't know if you're going to get those again. But like, yeah, you don't want to, you know, put somebody else down so you can succeed. For sure. I mean, when Pat asked Jeremiah to be on Kill Tony, I was in the room when he asked him. And the first thing Jeremiah was saying, like, are you sure? I don't want to step on your toes. And Pat was like, no, man, I want you guys here. And it was like, boom, that was it. So like, and Jeremiah is really good about that. Like calling people to make sure like this thing isn't going to whatever. And, you know, um, but then again, that's, that's a hard one. I mean, so that, that goes back to the friendship thing is like, it's hard to know when you say capitalize on those opportunities, the only thing that's going to let you know if, if it's the right move is you have your close friends, you reach out to them, you ask them what they think and you sort of try to make an educated choice about it. But um, it's, it's hard, dude. That that's the work, I guess. Now that I'm thinking about it, the work is those stressful moments where you're sweating because you don't know if you're gonna get this thing or whatever. And you know, uh, honestly, a a big dose of I don't give a fuck helps as far as like I don't care if I get it or not. Like I, I've heard of people going into auditions when they don't give a fuck and they nail it because if you care too much, you're like you're so precious about the about it that you end up stepping on your words or you fuck up or something um and i'm somebody who cares too much about dumb shit so i'm gonna panic no matter what but there are certain uh, times in my life where i'm like you know what i don't give a fuck like i just who cares i'm here to have fun we're gonna have fun have fun don't step on anybody's fucking neck to make it and uh and just fucking show show up dude honestly a big part of it is just showing up and i showed up every monday i i've Honestly, think in my entire career on Kill Tony, I've missed maybe almost, I think, none of the shows at the store. Only a couple of road shows and then a couple of shows that we did at Better Box during Corona because shit got crazy and, you know, we needed our mental space. But right. that's it. Yeah. Be, show up. 
you know, but J- J- Jay Leno said this one thing I heard one time where he showed up to line up at an open mic. The line was long and the person in front of him was like, fuck this. I don't want to wait. They got out of line. And just by him being there and not quitting, he stepped up into their spot. So now he moved up and that was it. He just showed up. I, a guy said it really funny. He's like, don't quit and don't kill yourself. And if you just, if you're there, you'll, you, something will happen, whatever it is. And if it doesn't, I mean, whatever, you figure that out later. I, I also try to not, and this is hard, to not connect myself to my accomplishments because once those accomplishments go away, who the fuck am I then? You know, so I, that's been my struggle this past year has been trying to learn who I am and like what I want so that if it all goes away, I'm okay being like a greeter at Walmart. I'll be the best greeter at Walmart or I'll be happy with that, it won't completely lead me to the depths of like depression because I, because I lost fame or whatever. Yeah. It's fucking, that's, that's that spiritual mental journey that, that, you know, I try to go on every now and then, but I'm also scared of going super deep with it. Cause I don't know what the fuck I'm going to find. Well, talking about mental health, like, I mean, as a musician and a comic and like somebody who is like suffering, I guess, from this like pandemic, as far as like entertainment industry goes, like, what are your thoughts and like, how are you staying I guess as sane as possible with these times. Uh, it's a struggle, dude. Uh, that's another thing I've heard is like somebody said, it's like um, there's no glamorous cure for mental health. It's really, it's like a plant. You got to water the plant. Some, some, some weeks I don't fucking water it. And then I feel the repercussions. Some nights I don't water it and I'm fucked, you know? Um, uh, I don't know. I was meditating for a bit. I need to get back on that. Um, that's a really good one. Uh, sleep, I'm noticing, is like so fucking important to my to my well being. Um, being grateful and uh, helping other people, man. Those are the things I try to do. I'm not. I don't always do it, and I end up in a fucking funk. You know, yesterday I I woke up super sad because uh, there's just this thing. I you know I went to the store Monday nights. Some of my nights at the store are almost too fun where the next day I just sink super low, like really low. And, you know, you throw um, alcohol into that, you throw whatever, smoking weed, everything like you have these chemical reactions. And then plus the depression, you have these times where you get real fucking sad. So I've noticed lately that I'm, I'm trying more to monitor my high highs and my low lows and make sure that I'm not because I almost treat emotions like a drug sometimes where like happiness, like I want that fucking boost and I can get it from being at the store, being around my good friends. Like, cause I, I'm just like taking it in It's a serotonin burst, dude. Like for real. I mean, um, and the other night, what I noticed was like, I used to think it was like drinking that made me sad the next day. And I'm sure it has something to do with it, but I think what it is is, um, sometimes drinking around a lot of people I don't really know super well because I get chatty. Like I'm, I'll, I'll, oh, dude, you're from fucking, wow, cool, you're from Whittier or you're from here, oh, dope, let's talk, whatever. And then the next day I go, oh, man, like what was I doing? I'm like talking, I don't even know these people. I'm like spilling my guts to them. So um, I think something I learned now is like I need to maybe guard my guard my heart a little bit more give it to the people that i that i know and love for years that that uh, that um that have we you know we've proved this mutual friendship but maybe sort of everybody doesn't need to know everything all the time and i need to remember that so um just maybe 
guarding my heart and my thoughts a little bit more, maybe leaving a little earlier in the night, you know, when I, the first time that the might that I got to go feed the meter, maybe just get in your car and go home. Nothing bad ever happens from hanging out. Uh, not late, you know, it's yeah. like, uh, and nothing bad really happens. Like I just get so excited to be there that the next day is never going to live up to that. And so, um, but like a fucking idiot it's like every time i'm there it's like you get sucked up in the magic of the place man and it's it's weird it'll reflect and intensify whatever you're going through that building is crazy i'm just starting to feel those like high highs and low lows and like when i first started i had like a couple like already established artists that were willing to help me out and they're like you gotta be ready for like when you start playing shows you're gonna feel like so like almost like untouchable and oh, then it's a next drug, morning dude. Yeah. you're like what yep. the fuck am i doing with my life that's exactly what it feels like dude that 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 um and it's it's good i it's i mean you didn't say that you felt that way but but like yeah it's almost that untouchable almost this like but it but if you know and you i've worked so many years to get to that that i like want to like relish in it but but you know, it's like it's like that fucking um, what's fucking homeboy that uh flew too close to the sun with the wax wings, you know? <laughs> yeah, fucking... um, uh, Icarus. Icarus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that. It's like, you know, it's say the comedy store is the sun. Like, like I said, leave her. Don't fly too close for too long. You got you want to get out of there, but burn up. Yeah, but it's uh. But that's just a balance. I guess I'm just trying to figure out balance right now in in life, whatever that is. Um, so, I don't know. You know. I know these were some some pretty heavy questions. I, I love it. I'll tell you what. I do a lot of interviews with people I don't know, and I'm always like, oh, let's see what the fuck this is about. But some, maybe it's just the mood I'm in. I mean, I slept good last night. I'm feeling good today. I had coffee. But sometimes something about whoever the person is makes me want to. Uh, I'm not, I don't know. I'm having fun right now. I'm enjoying this, but uh, that's go, awesome. Go, yeah, I yeah. really appreciate that. Um, so going back to Kill Tony, if out of all the characters you've done, who do you think, or which character do you think is your favorite? Damn, I know. Honestly, is- <laughs> one of my well, one of my favorite looking ones was uh, Joaquin Watkins that I just did like like this Monday was. I don't know if you saw that. I was Jeremiah's like cousin, Mexican cousin. But I had like a mullet, like a dark black. I was mech- I had a mustache, my, like my dad's like fucking like ranch hat and like uh, his jacket and like a sarape. It was like one of the coolest like looking like I looked at myself and I was like, oh, this is like a character. Um, Jolina's great because I, to be able to do that in different countries, like I've done it is like taking this like L.A. centric Chicano like Cholo culture and like doing this character in Ireland or in London. Um and having people like already know that felt really really good um i like doing the feminist i like doing a lot of them uh bill billingsley's fun but that's a dangerous one because like nobody told the guy he doesn't he he could just act he doesn't have to be a drunk um (laughs) so he's a method guy uh trying to think um it's weird more than characters i think I remember like moments so uh because i can find those moments with anything because i mean people have criticized me about it in the past where like where jeremiah will stay in character the whole time i kind of just i keep it as like a base to touch back to and sometimes i'll drop the accent i'll go back because i'm not an actor or whatever like i don't you know I'm, I'm, and so 
Um, let me think. If I really, I really enjoyed doing the Mormons. That was fun. That was a really fun show. Um, but yeah, it is. It's really hard to. I more remember like moments or jokes that I've made and stuff like that that I remember. I guess this is like a, a two part question. Um, yeah. What are some of your favorite? I guess was what we're talking about like favorite moments on Kill Tony at the store. And I guess also on the road too. Yeah. Um, favorite moments. Uh, I'll just go with whatever immediately comes to me. Um, you know, one of the most like important moments was like maybe the first time I really started like speaking up to talking to the mic. There's like a YouTube video that's called like the birth of Joel Berg. Um, that dude with the dreads, like the blonde white dude with the dreads that later inspired like the rope snake character. He's being interviewed and um, he said he was like, in trouble with the cops or something and I, and he was like a surfer dude and i was like um is it hard to run from the law and flip flops i asked him and i was like that was a good one and like and like moshe kasher was the guest and i remember him like standing up and like pointing at me and i really like moshe like anytime he's a guest there was he probably doesn't even remember but like one time he i was like a waiter and i was having like a hot show where i was like doing well and he was saying, like, you know, you're not going to be a waiter for very long, you know. And I was like, oh, that feels really good. <laughs> so I remember that. Um, I really liked when Whitney Cummings was on the show, like, when I was Jolina, because Jeremiah wasn't there. And anytime he's not there, it's a little stressful because I have to sort of, like, be his position and pick up the slack. And right. it got nerve-wracking sometimes. But she was so cool. And uh, it was a really fun show. We had um, William join us in the band. And... um uh i mean the first drum off i ever had because like rogan and russell peters were the guests and i I didn't i had no idea anything like that was even gonna be a thing i was ready to get out of there it was the last guest i hadn't slept for shit like uh and whatever and i think all that led into the craziness of me like taking my clothes off and stuff like sleep deprivation paps blue ribbon and (laughs) and fear you know like i was like I, i i don't know um really trying to claim my my turf or whatever at the moment um uh, one of my favorite like i mean this was cool uh well i will talk road stuff but um uh battling isaias from black flag was great because now we're buddies like it's fucking awesome that was Um, really cool to see yeah and he's such a cool dude man having the ludwig guys come come to la and see us um uh my my favorite moments i mean yeah i don't know it's uh Man, there's there's been so many, man. The drum offs. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I had one in my head, and oh, uh, Donnell said he was in the Air Force, and I said Air Force ones don't count. That was like, you know, <laughs> you know yeah, that was that was great. Um, anytime I have like a a working comedian tell me that I, that it was a good joke, I'm I'm happy. You know, Eric Griffin one time was like, I'm legit impressed with you tonight. Like those those things mean the world to me. You know. Um, yeah that's it makes you there's not a lot of touch uh not a lot of benchmarks in the in the in this business if you if you're not if you're listening to the audio i did the quotes because i hate the business but it is yeah there's not a lot of you know in comedy it's like you struggle just forever you you don't reach a level get a get a medal or a stripe on your belt and then now you're a two-stripe white belt whatever it's like so you take what you can get you know um the road, I would say uh, I had a drum off in Australia and Sydney that I'd like did a backflip and then I did a fucking 
uh, they do these things called shoeys where you like drink a beer out of a shoe. I did one of those. Um, and just meeting Australian fans was great. Ireland was awesome, man. Like, um, uh, uh, New York has always been really fucking dope because I, you know, I remember the first time I went to New York was for this, um, theater award that I got. And, um, I called my mom like the morning I was going to leave, like, sad i was like i didn't see the statue of liberty i don't know if i'll ever come back here like i don't know if i'm ever gonna get back to new york and she's like you will you will and then luckily like years later i got to go like a bunch of times you know with the show and do the gramercy and do skank fest and um that that was another thing that it's funny because oh i did the naked roast battle like i did i judged it and um that was a weird one like it went it went from and this is like the way like I just felt like I had bumped up another sort of notch because people that was like the hottest show that week the room was sold out and I did relatively well like I thought I was pretty funny on it and um as good as you whatever that sounds so shitty I, I hate that I have to qualify when I'm like I thought it was pretty funny <laughs> on it I just I whatever I thought I did as good as I could have and um so that was fun. I feel like I got my name out there a little bit more, like on the East Coast. And um, I'm trying to think, man, all these all these tours have they've all been really fun for one reason or the other. Um, I remember we drove from Canada to Seattle once, um, and I was like really tired. I remember sleeping in the back of the car on our drive and like Tony was playing like the cranberries. Um, and you're driving through this beautiful, like greenery, man, like from Canada to Seattle. And I just remember like this really like nice moment of the drive, like being half asleep and like hearing that music in my head. And like, that's another just sort of, I mean, my buddy Yoni who brings us barbecue every time we go to Texas is it's awesome. I mean, we got to skate a private session at a skate park in, in, um, in uh, Minnesota because my friend Todd is like an artist and for skateboard stuff. And he let us come in after hours and all the shit that people hit us up for seeing the koalas in in Australia, me and Jeremiah got to go to Bondi beach. Um, All that. It's all good. You just gotta, all of it is good, man. Just the opportunity to travel for comedy and have people know your name and be happy that you're in their city is I'll never forget that stuff, man. Speaking about Canada, I drove from Alaska through Canada down to Montana, and like I will never forget how beautiful that drive was. It oh just man, feels what time so... of year was that? Because that seems brutal if that, it's in the oh, winter. It was off. Uh, no, it was. Um, I lived there for about two months, um, and then I helped some uh, family move down from Alaska to Montana, and they had a bunch of you know that they, they had their whole livelihood there, and so yeah. we drove it through Canada and. It was, I think it was in like July. It was like the end of July. So it was, it was totally fine. But like, cool. we, you know, it's just so weird seeing like moose and like bears just on the fucking side of the road. And it's just it's so gorgeous, like compared to like, I mean, there's like plenty of like beautiful coast drives. You can do like PCH or. Yeah, I think it's know. just different. It's, it's all just good. Different. It's just different. Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah um, I actually, so I want to move on to some of the questions that um, I got on that poll. Um, oh, hell yeah. there was a time, wasn't there a couple times where someone tried to fight you on kill Tony? Um, there's been a few people that have like taken like stabs at me. Yeah. Some guy made like some comment. He's like, uh, 
something about like if you were to talk to me like that on the street or something blah 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 and i was like oh okay like that's actually like that. what i was talking okay. about that, that, yeah 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 he was like okay. he's like yeah if you talk to me on the street like whatever and i was like uh He's like, I know some people. And you're like, yeah, it's fucking I, LA. Everybody knows people. Yeah, I was like, I know some people too, man. Whatever, you ain't special. I said, whatever. Like, that's that untouchable shit where it's almost stupid. But I'm like, I'm on stage. I'm on camera. Also, if this fool, like, hits me, it's going to be awesome. Because, well, not awesome, yeah. but it's like, it'll be a fucking thing, you know? Right. I'll get famous. He'll make me famous. Uh, and I'll make him famous. But but um, <laughs> whatever. I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, but um. So I get a little bit of like that, that bravery, but it's like, I mean, whatever. I'm, I'll pick up a symbol stand if I have to. And <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Allegedly. But, Allegedly. but yeah, yeah, there's that. I mean, I always worry. Most of the time when people get aggressive after the show, I'll, I'll, we'll talk. I'll be like, what's up, man? Like, I'll go up to them. A lot of time they're just, they feel attacked too. So they're, they're, you know, those lights are brighter than you think they are. Like when you're not used to being up there and people get up there, that's why people forget everything. Cause like, we have the privilege of that being our office every week. So I've been there, man. I sit there every week. So like when people get up there, they're like, oh, fuck. And then they feel attacked. And that's when people sort of revert to that shit. I mean, it takes a lot of courage. Like, I mean, like I yeah, remember the first time or I stupidity. played a show. Or stupidity, yeah. Like, I mean, I played a show to like a room of like 50 people. But those like being up there with like the visuals and the lights, yeah. I like froze. I was like, fuck, like. It's 50 That's a people, good amount but... of people, man. For a comedy show, for me, start. You know, I'm lucky to have a room of five in the beginning. It's like 50 is pretty damn good. But if they're I, dancing, yeah. But I don't think I could do like I was telling myself like when I first saw Kill Tony, I was like, I'm gonna go up there, I'm gonna do it one day. But honestly, mm-hmm. I like, you know, I I I'm such an extrovert and I love talking to people and like I majored in like marketing and stuff and I can I can give speeches all day and talk to you know people that I don't know but mm-hmm. it's different being on a stage like as I'm sure you can attest to like for sure seeing all it's also like you- it's also like I tell people who are like oh, I want to try I want to try I'm like not everybody has to you know like fucking people that want to try comedy like they're not they're not going to do it you want you that's not something like and I'm not saying you I'm just saying I hear that a lot like, right no yeah. I want to try this I want to try that so I'm, I guess I bring it up to like so you don't feel like you failed or you missed out on something it's like it's not not everybody has to it looks fun so people want to but you don't have to it's okay right. to not do it you know right um another question was can I feel you like do... i'm blown out in this light <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, can you do any celebrity impressions even bad right. ones no i mean whatever i was fucking uh I, uh uh celebrity impressions not really. I mean, everybody's got a Trump, right? Like, oh, it's great. It's the best. <laughs> Kill Tony. Oh, it's such a great show. It's the best show. Whatever. That's it. Yeah, I don't really fuck with impressions. That's solid. Yeah. That's. <laughs> um, and then I guess this was like a more serious one. Um, future goals, as far as like anything. I mean, you know, yeah. music, comedy. Um, I've been I've been recording a lot of music. I hope to like get over my sort of like insecurity about that and put more of it out. Um uh i would love to be able to like financially sustain myself with with this with comedy or art or music and be able to just keep creating stuff um honestly what what was the question again like ultimate uh what's the actual it was just it was oh, just future, future goals. goals to be happy and live a, as peaceful a life as i can that's that's my future goal man that's super commendable because I, I feel like that's what everybody you know like true. i know I know it's so hard. That's like the hardest 
thing, you know? It sounds know. so simple, but yeah. it's definitely not. Um, and then one of my friends asked if I was on Kill Tony to give me a classic Joelberg roast. Oh, my God. Hilarious. Well, I mean, Jesus. You look like you work <laughs> as a target at a BB gun range. And it looks like you got your hat from Goofy. Anyway. That was, that, was, that was fucking solid, dude. Was... Uh, you look like if, like, if, like, Buddha became, like, a hipster. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was fucking gold. Um, is there you anything else? Like, uh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else that uh, you wanted to touch on? I had a couple other topics lined up. I mean, how are you doing on time here? Sure, you're good. I got to be done at five. So I got like 12 more minutes. Okay. Um, yeah, so whatever you want. It was just super loaded and dark. Um, <laughs> would you rather know when you're going to die and how you're going to die? Or would you rather not know? Um, I'd rather not know. Both With death. Them? Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, because then I would never leave my house. It's better to just yeah. fucking, you never do anything, you know? Just live your yeah. life and. Yeah, I'd rather just like live it and then, because then, then at least I'm, I have community with that because we all don't know. It, the second you know, you separate yourself and then uh, sometimes separating yourself is not always the best thing, you know? That There are things that I've wanted the answers to that I get and then I'm like, I wish I never knew that. So, yeah. you know, it's like watching a fucking like beheading video or something on youtube or you, you wish see some you just hadn't seen it yeah, yeah you're like but you can but you can never scrub scrub your mind from that yeah. sort of shit but it's yeah. some unseeable shit yeah yeah I think well i know that was a like kind of a dark way to, <laughs> to end it but nah um, nah whatever no it's good it's it's an interesting question i mean like uh you know i don't know it's it's wild yeah so uh awesome thank you again for coming on um follow him on instagram twitter at mostly sorry and mm-hmm. your mostly sorry podcast yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? No. Um. Fucking. I don't know. Thanks to everybody. If you're listening, if you give a shit about us, it's or and anything that I'm doing, it's awesome. It means a lot. Um. And that's that's it. Love each other and uh. Fucking be grateful for the things you have, and uh. It's a struggle for everybody, and I think that um. A lot of times when shit gets hard or you get sad or anything like that, that one of the best things that you can hear is that uh, every that there's a lot of other people that are going through it. So you're not alone. And uh, this was fun, man. Thank you. I, I had a good time. I feel like uh, it sort of went by quickly and I hope that I uh, that I did well. Yeah, no, you definitely did. But uh, thank you again, man.